Welcome to our weekly devotion. We're looking today at John chapter 1, and I especially am thinking about verse 14. John 1, 14. Let me read this to you. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. We might say that's the theme that the gospel of John builds on and develops throughout. The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, the glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Now, of course, you're probably familiar with John chapter 1, and you know that before this verse, John had gone into the doctrine of the Logos and given us the different senses of the Logos up into this point where the word, the Logos, has become a flesh, the incarnation. Now, the way that what John does next is what I want to talk about today, starting in verse 15. He switches now to John the Baptist. So when it says John in, in verse uh, 15, this is John the Baptist. John bore witness of him. And it says this two times in verse 15 and verse 19. John bore witness to him. And this is the testimony or witness of John. And he said, this is he of whom I said, he who comes after me is preferred before me, for he was before me. So really what John is doing in this chapter and, and throughout the whole of the Gospel of John is answering the question, who is this Jesus? You might remember, of course, that John the Baptist is older than Jesus. Mary went to see Elizabeth, John's mother, while Elizabeth was pregnant with John. And John was maybe six months older than Jesus, and they're related to each other, so they may very well have met. And yet he says, this is he of whom I said, he comes after me, he who comes after me, after him in the ministry, John started his ministry first, but is, he is preferred before me before he, because he was before me. So not before him in ministry, not before him as being older in his birth, before him. John is witnessing that this is that eternal word. And then he emphasizes this also about the grace we saw in verse 14, full of grace and truth. And in the 16, John the Baptist is saying, and of his fullness we have all received, and grace for grace. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. And then 18 says, no one has seen God at any time. The only begotten Son, who is in the bosom of the Father, has declared him. So emphasizing again what John had John the apostle had already said in, in the previous verses, the word of God makes God known. We don't see God. No one has seen God at any time. Instead, the son declares him, makes him known. And then the apostle John keeps going with the testimony of John the Baptist in 19. This is his testimony, his witness. When they ask him, who are you? Are you the Christ? Who is the Christ? He says, I am not. They ask him, are you Elijah? I am not. Are you the prophet, the prophet that Moses especially spoke of? No. Then they said to him, who are you? Let me give an answer to those who sent us. What do you say about yourself? And he quotes then from Isaiah, I am the voice of one crying in the wilderness, make way the straight of the Lord. And so they asked, why then do you not baptize? 
Or do you baptize if you're not the Christ nor Elijah or the prophet? He says, I baptize with water. But there stands one among you whom you do not know, and he is coming at, it is he who coming after me is preferred before me, whose sandal strap I am not worthy to loose. So he's emphasizing that again. He comes after me, but he's preferred before me because he was before me. And then he explains how he knew this. He saw Jesus coming and he said, behold, the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. This is he of whom I said, after me comes a man who is preferred before me, for he was before me. I did not know him, but that he should be revealed in Israel. Therefore, I came baptizing with water. And John bore witness, saying, I saw the Spirit descending from heaven like a dove, and he remained upon him. I did not know him, but he who sent him to baptize with water, me, sent me to baptize with water, said to me, upon whom you see the Spirit descending and remaining on him, this is he who baptizes with the Holy Spirit, and I have seen and testified, this is the Son of God. This is the one that was sent. This is the one the Apostle John is writing this, uh, this gospel about. And notice the emphasis here on baptizes with the Holy Spirit. In Christ, we are forgiven, sanctified, and united in him with God so that we can have the power to keep the commands of God. If you were to tell someone who is unregenerate, to keep the commands of God, they couldn't. They might try for a little while and then stumble and, and quit, not be able to, and, and that's their condition. In death, we can't do it. It's only in life that we're able to do it. And that's what Christ brings, life. He's the one who baptizes with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit is the one that regenerates us and gives us the actual power to keep the will of God. And so, Christian, this is what you are following when you take that name. I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Christ. This is the one that was written about by John the Apostle, and he supports his belief with the testimony of John the Baptist. And I think I can correctly say that no one else in all of history has had, had these things said about them. There's been people who say that they're, they're gods or they're higher spirits or they're enlightened teachers. But none of them have said that they're the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world so that we can be restored, regenerated, justified, sanctified, and returned to our knowledge of God. Only Christ does that. And so we must look to him for our salvation and read the Gospel of John with great benefit as we think about what John says in order to show us that this is indeed the Christ the Lamb of God.